thank you for tuning in to Being Trans. This is going to be kind of a different episode. It's going to have two parts to it. First, we're going to talk about the positive side to online gaming and the LGBT community. And for those that are looking in um, from the outside and wondering how it impacts on being transgender. And then we're going to talk a little bit later in the second half of the show about the negative side of online gaming. So, in the first part, we all know that COVID hit in 2000 and the world was really unprepared for it. But the gaming community was prepared for it. It had zero impact on us because it was life as usual. We would come home, we would talk with our friends, we would communicate and our mental health was not as impacted as those that did not have that social interaction over the internet. And a lot of people that were withdrawing who were saying, oh, you know, uh, well, it's me, I'm not able to talk to my friends, didn't have that connection there. And we started to look at online gaming a little bit differently. And I think for our children's sake, that we really need to grab hold of online gaming and relinquish just a little bit more of what we think is good and what we think is bad. Because as COVID hit and kids were forced to be at home during lockdowns, they didn't have that social interaction, which is so crucial to the development of a child and is so crucial to the mental health of all individuals. Social interaction is essential to good mental health. Yes, I understand there are those who are introverts, who don't like going out, who don't like talking to a lot of people, but still we as society as a whole benefit more from doing and supporting the structure of we, meaning friends, family, loved ones, colleagues, that is we as a society. Now gaming changed a lot for us and give you an idea, I was really, really excited because in 2020 I had the opportunity to go from having small groups of doctors to having a large group of doctors at one of my lectures. And it changed everything the way I thought of, of how my message and my experiences and my education could get out to the medical community as a whole. I was not prepared for 40 doctors to be sitting across from me and talking to me because that's a big change when you go from like 10 or 15 doctors to 40 doctors. It was like, pff, mine was completely fried. I was not ready for it. But the exciting part about that was at the same time, this was 40 doctors that wanted to listen to my expertise in transgender healthcare. And I felt very blessed about it. And we had a Zoom meeting 
it was different software, but we're going to use Zoom for example, of 40 doctors and myself and two helpers. And they were fantastic. It was the most exciting experience I'd had in a very long time because I couldn't see the people on the other side. But luckily for me, I have been being, I've been in computer gaming for a very long time. Um, for myself, computer gaming started when I was 12 years old. Um, because my parents, if you know anything or read anything in the past or listened to some of the older podcasts, my parents weren't the textbook great parents. And when I told my parent who abused me, hey, A plus B doesn't equal C, that person just kept being nasty to me. So it was easier to play the Atari 2600. We moved into a place that we moved from California where I had a structure of friends, loved ones, and people that we cared about as family friends to a little town called Ellensburg, Washington, where there was nothing for me. We lived about three miles out of town. And looking back now, three miles really isn't that great of a deal. I mean, that's like hop, skip, and jump your in. But when you're 12 years old, three miles is a long way to go, especially when you're not used to that kind of environment, you're used to the city. You're used to California. You're used to having friends all around the neighborhood. And that changed so much for me. And I went from having a social structure to having no social structure. And once again, this is what we're talking about, mental health. Not having a structure of we, a community for me, was very difficult. I lost so much because of those actions, those choices that my parents made. And the Atari became my friend. I played games like Defender, Asteroids. I had such a ridiculously high level of um, completion on um, Pac-Man on the Atari. I had figured out the loophole and how to break the game. And I did on a number of occasions. But I, I and same with Atari. I mean, with almost every game on Atari, there was there was a certain sweet spot that you could always find that the developer didn't really get the game right, and I was always looking for it. That was what my my engagement was, and it kept me looking for something and searching for something and engaging in something that was healthy. Wasn't healthy that I didn't have a group of individuals to talk to. If we jump 10 years, where I was 22, the online gaming community had really started to take foothold. We were looking at software that was created not only to play a game together with other like-minded friends and individuals via LAN parties, 
but it started to grab grab a hold of the internet and use the internet itself to grab people all over the world to play a game with, not just your best buddy down the street. And then we saw creations of things like Roger Wilco, um, who, and then you, and that morphed into other ones, and, and so on and so on. And now we use Discord, and we look at how that impacted us. We have Twitch now, which blows your mind of how many things and how many games are out there that you can play right now with your friends and how that changes that that issue of what happened in COVID. We started looking at computer games and saying, actually, that's actually turned out to be a really good idea. I'm kind of bored and I'm all alone. I can't go out. I'm trapped at home. What am I going to do? I could watch countless hours of television and watch my brain just go, Ugh. I could sit on the couch and I could go, Ugh. or I could actually engage with people and have fun and smile and laugh and have a good time. And that changed a lot of the ways that we looked at the internet and we looked at the pandemic. We also looked at how it impacted on our children. They were connecting to games too because of the internet. One of my children play a game that they have to use eye-hand coordination. Like, man, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, it blows my mind. I watch my son do it, and he is so fast on it. But it's online, and you pit yourself against yourself. You pit your skills against yourself and then you measure it against others. It's it's not one that you interact with somebody and go, I'm going to get ya or let's build this. This is me against the computer getting a score, comparing it to somebody else who's doing the same thing. And it's actually quite cool. It, it And they get to bragging about it. They get to talking about it and how that works. And they're streaming and they're, it's just fantastic. Myself, I like, I like games that are role-playing games. I like to have fun running around and killing monsters that don't exist and doing it with a bunch of close friends and having laughs and a few, yeah, we did it. You know, we, we took on the big gargoyle. Yay! And, you know, and I use Discord, and I get to talk to my friends, and we get to have a lot of laughter around it. And how that enhances what life can really be like. It's good when we all have that wonderful opportunity to talk to our friends. And when the pandemic hit, okay, I'd do work on this, or I'd read a book for a little bit, and then I'd be like, I wonder if some of my friends are interested in playing a game on we get online and we play a little bit. And how that changed the beauty of what we go through helped out immensely. I mean, you can find me. I play ESO. And guess what? My name is Shadow Alley on ESO. So if you're listening to this, 
You can find me on ESO, which is Elder Scrolls Online. I'll, I'll put a link down below. It's kind of fun. And if you've ever played Elder Scrolls in any of their uh, releases, Elder Scrolls Online is the prelude to those games. So set for a thousand years before. And I'm, I'm actually liking it. Um, I've played Guild Wars. I've played... Um, I've played uh, Dungeons & Dragons Online, EverQuest Online. I've played a lot of games over the years. And when things were really, really bad in my last relationship, it was wonderful to have a gaming community and get to know people. And they'd be like, gosh, you're not doing so well today, Allie. Okay. You do want to talk about it, and I would talk it out with them. They're not doctors, they're peers, and they may not have the right answers to anything. But once again, we're talking about that's the healthy side is talking to people, talking about the good times, the bad times. But and, and that's a fantastic tool for us to use. And then you can go play part of the game together. You feel a sense of camaraderie and caring. Hey, do you have this weapon? No. Hey, look what I have. Would you like the extra one? Yeah, not a problem. Um, Elder Scrolls Online, a little bit different. It has a few games inside the game itself. And one of those games is learning about commerce. And learning about how commerce works, not only in the real world, but in the game world as well. You have taxes, and you have to learn about how those taxes impact the money you're going to make in commerce. And you learn a little bit about marketing, and you learn a little bit about this and a little bit about that. You, you, it's not just a simple point and click and hope for the best kind of game. There's strategy in it. And, you know, this happens in games like WoW, Elder Scrolls Online, Final Fantasy. These are all real online games that we can get into and have a good time. I think that the, the days of sheltering ourselves away to play Pac-Man is pretty much over. New companies are making MMOs all the time. And what we, how we deal with those, how we experience the the joys and the challenges and the mind-numbing repetitiveness of it changes us as people. There's also, you know, some very a lot of good things that can come of it. Um, I've included a few links about online gaming that are. Um, I won't say they're the greatest things in the world to read, but they are something to read when you're looking at trying to understand the fad, the, the craze, or whatever you want to call it that exists right now behind online gaming. Um, people might think that it is just, um, you know, Fortnite got a really, really bad name. It really did. There was a lot of cheating. There was a lot of uh, younger kids who were playing it and parents that 
we're saying horrible things about it, but not really looking at the benefits of what it does for people during um, a health scare. Fortnite wasn't the world's greatest example of games. But then we start looking at how games that came before it that are actually stronger and do more for a community than Minecraft. Little kids are building castles and cities and societies all based around blocks. And it's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. It's not a game that I would enjoy personally, but I think it is really kind of cool. And it's not and the, and the idea of creating such a mammoth uh, environment and then sharing it with other people so people can come through and see what your skills are and see how good you do something. And, and it, it's a big thing to them. So in saying that, that helps. It helps immensely lift the society as a whole. Especially when we face a problem like the pandemic. Um, now, how does this impact the LGBT or primarily the transgender community? There are a lot of games out there. A lot of games. And they allow you to customize your character the way you want. So let's say you exist in a home that you cannot express your true identity or what you see in your head versus what your body actually is because this is this is the very difficult side of this for people to quite grasp who are not LGBT or transgender um, because you don't exist in this space that we do and if you're already like myself was cut off from friendship circles was cut off from peer circles, it can be quite lonely, quite daunting, and very destructive to your emotional health, where online gaming opens that doorway. But if you're transgender, and let's say it was me, okay, we'll go back when I was 12 years old. Had we had this same opportunity that we have now, we I could have built a peer structure, I could have played games with peers who are also transgender. And we could talk out things and like how we feel and why does it feel this way and why do I feel so alone and is there something wrong with me? Is there no hope for my future? Why does my mom have to beat me or why does my mom have to hate me? Why does my dad not care? Why does my dad lash out and hit me? Why do my siblings beat me up? Or anything like that. This opens that door to allowing them to create that community that I did not have. There were times that when I was younger, I got beat up so bad outside of school one time. And that I had to try and catch the late bus. And I sat on that late bus, sore bloodied and bruised, hiding my face. I got home in the house. I went up into my room and I went to bed. 
and no one asked any questions. Dinner came and went. No one came and knocked on my door. And I was broken. I was broken as a person. I was nobody to talk to. Had I had a community like this, that would have been beautiful. I could have talked it out. And I could have had a support network there. And that is crucial. I've seen it even with one of my own children. And by her permission, I'm allowed to say that my daughter is bisexual. And uh, how she looks at the world is vastly different than I do. But we're both on the LGBT spectrum. So we have those same kind of questions. What about this? What about that? And she can ask other friends that are bi and other LGBT kids that are out there and they can talk and they can communicate. And it is a beautiful thing. And they play games together. But as a trans person, if that would have existed when I was her age, I know exactly what I would have done. I would have created my characters in game to be as close to what I see in my head that equals my thoughts. So in the game, in reality, would have been A plus B equals C now because of the game. Even though reality says A plus B does not equal C for me. But in game, it does equal C. Because I've made it equal C. I've made a character that looks like what I vision myself to be. If I had everything in the right order. And that's a wonderful thing. It is that open opportunity. I could have created... I, I I am one of these people that I have characters that are of all genders, and I don't care. I'm not going to be strapped into having only a male character or only a female character because I want to look at their butt all the time. Because <laughs> that's the famous, I've, I've heard it, I used to laugh at people and call it cyber transgender because it's just something funny. And they're like, no, I just don't want to look at a guy's butt all the time. And I thought, all right, that's interesting. That's fine. But when you look at the transgender community, we would have created that same character, and people go, you know, you're cyber transgender. You know, go, oh, no, no. I just love the way I made this character. It has nothing to do with being transgender. But in our own mind, we know it has everything to do with being transgender. And how fascinating, how wonderful it is to be able to be a part of that. And that that is an awesome opportunity that game developers have given us. Sadly, there's a, there are games out there that don't give that kind of flexibility. And that makes it very difficult. Um, but with the rise of female gamers, we're starting to see more of that ability to create feminine players to play any game. You might as well. Might as well get all the area of the market you possibly can. I'm going to take a drink real quick. The 
the beauty of gaming is more than just the games. It's the softwares. It's the communications. It's the technology that's behind it. It's the creative minds behind it. Like, in ESO, just like my daughter, she loves to build on Minecraft. I like to build inside of ESO. And I build some pretty amazing things in ESO, and a lot of people say some really cool and kind things about it. So, that's pretty much it on the great side of gaming. And what the positives are for the transgender community is that we can actually open up, support ourselves in the dark times, and we can play a game with others and design how our character looks and talk it out with other people out there. And they go, oh yeah, I like that too. I like that outfit on you. And it changes our lives. And that's a great thing. We're going to take a small little break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the negative side of computer gaming. Because while it may look, this is all rosy, this is all fantastic, this is everything anyone could ever want. We've got some problems and we need to address those. So, go have a drink. Take a deep breath, stretch your feet, come back, sit down with your drink, and let's kick off the second half. Look forward to talking to you when you get back. Welcome back to being transgender. As we talked about earlier, the positive sides to computer gaming and how it can impact everyone and not just the LGBT communities and not just the transgender community. We also talked a little bit about what you can do. Now it's time to turn the coin over. As with everything in life, moderation is important. Moderation is key to our existence as much as it is essential to keeping our mental health up and up and keeping us on the positive side of that equation. One of the greatest blessings is our opportunity to forget some things. So, the first thing we need to talk about in online gaming is security. And I don't mean necessarily downloading software to protect yourself. I want you to think of the bigger scale of security. I have a child who made some poor choices a long time ago. And those poor choices resulted in some images being put on the internet. Not terrifically great images. Luckily, touch wood, 
the parents that first saw it reported to me and everybody else that was involved with this child. And it was taken down quickly on all sides. But bad news is, is if you do something questionable on the internet, like take photos of yourself, inappropriate photos, and you disseminate those photos, there are laws that are being broken, especially if you're a minor. And if you receive a photo of a minor and you send it out to someone else, you're breaking the law. And you don't know that. But I'm telling you that now. Because it's against the law to have child sex images. In 99.9% .9 of the world, it's against the law. So you just keep that in mind. Don't look at them. Delete them. Don't pass them on. Delete them. It does happen. Next, one of the next downsides to this security issue is just like you're, you can meet a bunch of great and fantastic people like I have in my gaming community that for years we have bonded, we have talked about. They exist in my Facebook. They're important to me as an individual. There are those out there who lie and wait to deceive you. Who are ready to go the extra mile to do the hard, long con. If they get what they want from you. And what I mean is a, a long con is I will do it slow and methodical to get you to do what I want you to do and for you to believe that I am the best. And that everything I say is golden or that you can trust me when the reality is you can't. I've met people on the internet and in the gaming community which because you exist in such a I don't want to say anonymous realm, but you do. You connect. You exist in a realm where you could do anything you wanted. You could be anything you wanted because most people don't have time to check up on your stories. They don't care. But the problem is, is eventually stories become, un they unwind because the truth doesn't exist to that behind that. So if I say I'm a transgender healthcare educator. Okay. If you were to go out there and find out what I do, you'd look at my blogs, you'd look at my website, you'd listen to my podcast, you'd find out somewhere where I've lectured, to whom I've talked to. And that paper trail is there if you want to go after it and find it. But a lot of times we meet people that are on the net and gaming 
who say, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm so good at this, that, this, that my life is this. But it's nothing more than just the air passing by their vocal box. It's not there. There's no substance behind it. And eventually it starts to fall apart. You know, my girlfriend is drop-dead gorgeous. Well, she might be drop-dead gorgeous. Hopefully your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your significant other, that is how you think of them. But if you never let people really meet them, do you really have that? And so those small little chips of your iceberg start coming off and that iceberg gets smaller. Or the wall begins to fall down because you've taken a few bricks out. There are people out there who lie about their lives. And that's okay because we sometimes making up a story about what is really out there. You know, my parents love me. My parents are great. But when I go home, my parents aren't. We don't want people to see our bruises, our cuts, our scrapes, our faults. It's pretty natural. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it wrong. It's just the way we are as humans. As a society, we don't want people to see those bumps and bruises. And that's not a good thing, especially if you're being abused. Because there is help for you. And you shouldn't take abuse. It's, it's not on No one has a right to abuse you. There's no excuse for abuse. One of the things that is also out there is there are people that are looking to do far worse. And they are predators to the very extreme. They will follow you. They will learn everything about you. And if you're part of their sick fantasy, they won't be happy until they fulfill that fantasy. And if that means having sex with you and then dumping you by the side of the road, they don't care. They'll do it again and again. And you've got to be mindful of that, that there are people out there, there are predators out there that actually target kids inside of computer games. So that part of security is necessity to teach our children, not only teach the children, but teach ourselves that you don't give out your phone numbers, you don't give out your real address, you don't, you know, you can say, yeah, I live in Australia. Oh, yeah, what state? No, I live in Australia. Don't go any further. Don't expand upon it. Don't get, oh, my address is XYZ, XYZ, XYZ. Because the problem is, is predators will look for that kind of stuff. Especially if they know that your kid is receptive to them. And one of the ways they get into it is by talking to the parents and starting to look at what the parents play. Goofing off with the parents and listening for slip-ups. Oh, yeah, man, anytime you're down in Tassie. All right, now I know that's Tasmania, Australia. See? It's that easy. One little slip-up. I don't hide it. My kids are smart enough now to 
uh, understand about predators and they know who their safe people are. But when you look at all these things and how you look at the negatives that exist around the predators, you need to keep that in mind because they are everywhere. And next, there are people you're going to meet inside of the gaming community which are not LGBT friendly. They're not. They're not kind. They're not polite. They're not nice. They're just downright assholes. I don't believe in the term phobia. I think that we are far too old to be using a word as phobic when you're just being an asshole. And I'll, I will say that over and over again. One of the things that I've run into here recently is because I play ESO and I'm one of the guild leaders for a, the group that I play with. And you can expand how many people are in your guild. And we had one that left with quite a bit of uh, vitriol on their part. They were quite angry that they left. And one of his ways to try and hurt others when he left was to find as much information on people as possible. He even thought it would be funny to find my old name and use it against me. And I thought, well, okay, so you're really good at finding facts about me that are already out there for everyone to see. And that's okay. I'm not hurt by you because you have no power over me. You're just a salty old fart who is angry because you got in trouble and no one wanted to put up with your homophobic ideas or your, your bigoted ideals or whatever you want to call it. He was a jerk. And in the end, they asked him to leave. And when he didn't, they bumped him. And he didn't like that. So he decided that he was going to attack me outside of the, the guild. I was getting messages for quite some time of, you know, you're just a, a, a guy in a dress. You're just a, a fag. You're just this. And he would he'd say a whole bunch of nasty things. And it got to the point where I actually felt that I was more concerned about younger LGBT people than I was about myself. So I reported him to the company, which he broke the terms and conditions of not only Discord, but of Elder Scrolls Online. And I pointed out and I gave him all the contact that he was giving me. And... Subsequently, he got he got permanently banned from Elder Scrolls Online because of his actions. And yeah, that you can do, but that is a very negative side. And if you don't have your mental fortitude in place, it can feel quite daunting, quite horrible to even just take a breath because this person hates you for something you've never done. And that can be very hurtful to your mental health, as well as your um, your view of self. Like we were talking last week, self is important. Knowing who you are and building that character of who you are is important to you 
And when it's threatened, it becomes very difficult. When we look at all of this and we decide about how we're going to progress forward, you have to be aware of this kind of stuff. You need to be aware that remaining calm when people are angry in your face is, is crucial to your mental health. Because all you have to do is go, I don't want to talk to you. Block. I don't want to hear you, see you. Select block. And it can be done. It's easy. And if, it, if they try other ways, you can report them to the companies. Um, and then they tell you to block them after that. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's very important that you learn that you have the ability to use whatever game's terms and conditions are against people like that. One of the other things that we need to look at when we're talking about negativity is um, keeping our emotions in check while playing computer games. Yes, it can be so frustrating when you die over and over and over on the same challenge. But if you're getting overly angry about it and you're losing control of your emotions, you need to walk away. Just walk away. Catch a deep breath. Go have a drink. Go outside for 10 minutes. You know, do something that is unpredictable other than getting angry at a inanimate object, which is the computer or the Xbox or the you know, uh, PlayStation, do something. Contact one of your real-life friends. Those are important, too. Next, to keeping your emotions in check, I want you to keep your hormones in check. Because going back to that first security issue, if someone's telling you all the right things that you know that they know they want you to hear and they know that you'll react, something's not right. Something is definitely not right. If you get that gut feeling where it's telling you, whoa, hey, maybe 2 plus 2 is not coming up to 4 here, Jersey, you need to step back. Look at it objectively before proceeding. It's very, very crucial to not get yourself trapped with someone who is saying all the right things because they want your friendship or they want um, a pseudo-relationship. And also, one of the other things is don't be the third wheel to someone's real-life relationship. So in other words, if a guy and his wife are together and they're married, or they're just partners and have been for a long time. But let's say he's questioning his sexuality. Don't be that man's question mark. Or don't be that woman's question mark. 
don't. Just don't do it. Because you have a third party in there, you don't know how they're going to react. And you're going to hurt them. And they're an innocent bystander to this. Next is addiction. I want you to think about addiction for a second. Everything is good in moderation. You know, drinking water is something that's good, and you can have a little bit of excess of water and still be okay, but you don't want to do it all the time. Go without water, yeah, there's really not a good excess on that either. And not having it enough can be very damaging to your health. Well, the same way is with computer gaming. Coming home, jumping on the computer game till you can no longer stay awake day in, day out, day in, day out. Or quitting your job so you can play more. Or tuning out your loved ones because you want to play more. None of these are good um, lift, good ways to lift where you stand in regards to your community, your nuclear community. What I mean by nuclear is your friends, your family, your loved ones. Okay? And be mindful of how much time you actually are playing. Because you could be missing out on creating something that will last longer than playing a game. I've been working on this blog, this site for a number of years, for over six years now. Yeah, a little over six years. And I have loved creating this site. I've loved every cha challenge that it's put in front of me. I love the ability that I get to spend it educating others and helping others find a place to enjoy life real life. Um, an addiction can happen at any moment. You know, gambling addiction, somebody just doesn't sit down and say, I'm going to become an, addic an addict to gambling, or I'm going to become an alcoholic, or I'm going to be a drug user and, you know, sell everything just for drugs. Um, no one sets that down in life, and that's the same way with gaming. No one sits down to become an addict. You might have people out there that joke around and go, Oh, I'm addicted to gaming. That's not a good thing either. All things balanced. Go to work every day. Have some me time, have some we time. Or have some we time, then me time. Balance it out. Look for the way that you can create a, a good level where you can enjoy yourself you can have time with others, and you can do your necessities. That changes everything. So, as we're going to end here, I just want you to think about what I've talked about. There are good things, there are bad things to computer gaming. For the most part, I think it is a great, wonderful um, adventure. I've really enjoyed it. It's allowed me to do things even as my disability continues to get worse. But we can overcome. Each step is just the path on the journey.
whatever it takes for you to get by on the day. If you need to create a female character in a game because you can't express yourself in the real world or you can't tell the real world about who you really are, what gaming is there for you. I wish everybody all the best. And we'll talk to you next time on Bean Turnips.